0: Hey, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday morning. Hope you're uh, doing well. It's good to be with you again today as we uh, unpack God's Word and uh, study the Scriptures together. So it's always a, a good way to start our day off by reading God's Word and uh, reflecting upon what God wants to say to us through Scripture. So it's always a good way always a to start my day off with you. Um, today we're going to be back in Galatians chapter 3. We're going to be reading Galatians 3, we're going to be reading verses, we've got several verses, uh, several, um, a longer passage today. We're going to look at Galatians 3, we're going to look at verses 6 through 18, I believe, yeah. 6 through 18 of Galatians chapter 3, where Paul writes these words. Just as Abraham believed, just as Abraham believed God, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness, so, you see, those who believe are the the descendants of Abraham. And the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, declared the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the Gentiles shall be blessed in you. For this reason, those who believe are blessed with Abraham with Abraham who believed. For those who rely upon the works of the law are under a curse. As it's written, "Curses anyone who does not observe and obey all the things written in the book of the law. Now it's evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the one who is righteous will live by faith. But the law does not rest on faith. Contrary, whoever does the works of the law will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, as it's written, "Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree." In order that Jesus, Christ Jesus, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brothers and sisters, I give you an example from our daily life. Once a person's will has been ratified, no one adds to it or annuls it. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say and to offsprings as of many, but it says and to your offspring, that is, to one person, who is Christ. My point is that the law which came four hundred years, four hundred and thirty years later, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance comes to the law, no longer comes to the promise. For God granted it to Abraham through the promise. Okay, so we're seeing we're seeing the scene being set here um, for what's going to be a major thrust of the rest of this portion of Galatians is going to be uh, Paul's teaching on Abraham and how Abraham relates to the uh, to faith in the law. Because what, what what we see for so many of um, of the people in Paul's day is they would say, well, we are the those who follow, observe the law, the the, the Jewish believers, or sometimes called Judaizers. Um, they would say, "Well, we are the children of Abraham, and so we are righteous because we're the children of Abraham. That's where our righteousness comes from. That we are the descendants of Abraham, and the covenants and the Old Testament are clear on the descendants of Abraham." And um, and so Paul was doing a couple things. Um, first, he is showing us, uh, well, two things. Um, first. Abraham's righteousness comes not from obeying the law, but from faith. Abraham is considered the first Jew in Scripture, uh, primarily because of the covenant of circumcision that God gives to Abraham. Um, well, not just primarily—that's part. That's part of the um, part of the 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 covenant that God makes with him. And so, um, Abraham though. He is not made righteous, in other words he is not made holy, he is not justified he is not saved, if you will because of his obedience to the law because here's the thing check out Abraham Abraham predates the law and Abraham was the first Jew and the law did not come to generations later with Moses Abraham is Isaac and Isaac is Jacob and Jacob has the twelve patriarchs, and then they go to Egypt, and then hundreds of years later, they escape with Moses, and the law was given. So it's it's hundreds of years later. Hundreds of years later, when the law comes into place. So if we're gonna, so for the people to say, well, I'm the children of Abraham, and I'm righteous in the same way that Abraham was righteous. Abraham's righteousness was not a righteousness that came from keeping the law correctly. That is not where Abraham's righteousness came from. Keeping the law was not what made Abraham holy. Keep what made Abraham holy was the faith that he had. It was the, as it says, uh, as it says um, in verse six, just as Abraham believed God, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. So those who have faith—and this is the key—though people, were, they, they, so many were saying, well, "We're the children of Abraham because we're." Jewish, or because we're the children of Abraham, because we keep the law. What Paul is trying to say is, no, no. Would make the the true children of Abraham are not those who keep the law, but the true children of Abraham are those who follow his example of faith. So Paul is positioning it so that the Gentiles, those who are saved by faith and not saved by the law, would actually be the true spiritual inheritance of Abraham. And we're going to he's really going to unpack this. Next, uh, the next few chapters, uh, when we get to chapter four, uh, the end of chapter four, we're going to see him really unpack this notion of the children of faith are really are the, the true children of Abraham. Because Abraham Abraham predates the law. The promise always exceeds the law. The promise of faith, the promise of the covenant, the promise of these things, it always exceeds the law. Faith is always the key. Walking with God, not the law, not keeping everything perfect, but faith. And then we see what, what's really interesting as well is at the end of um, in the end of the section where it says this. He says, um, "I love this notion." This this is verse. This is chapter uh, three, verse sixteen and following. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say into his offspring as of many, but it says, "And to your offspring, that is the one person who is Christ." All of the Old Testament law, all of the Old Testament codes, all of this was in preparation for the coming of Christ. The law was given. The, the law was given so that so that um, the people would be seen, marked and be seen as different and holy, for they would be the people through whom Christ would come. the The, the law was given. The law was given. In two, two forms, two reasons mainly. One is, as we're going to see, as we've already seen, the law was given so that in many ways we could know that we could not keep it. The law was like the physical we go and take. Um, the law is, the, the, the law shows our inadequacy in keeping the law and shows us, our, uh, shows us our inability to keep it. The law was given in many ways so that we would could find out that we could not keep it. The law can't save us, faith saves us. It's one thing. Secondarily, the law was given, particularly the Levitical, the purity codes were given so that the Jewish people would be different. They'd be marked as different. And they would be marked as different for a lot of reasons, but primarily is they would be marked as different because they were going to be, be the people through whom which Christ would come. And Christ would be the one to make all things right. Christ would be the one to fulfill the covenant. Christ would be the one who would restore all things. So their their, their law was given in many ways to mark them as different and to mark them as the people through whom Christ would come. And that's why a lot of the purity codes dealing with eating and things like that were done away with uh, after the resurrection. That's why Gentiles didn't have to worry about the eating codes and things like that. They had to keep, still had to worry about the moral codes of the law, but not the purity codes of the law. Um, and so that's, that's, uh, that's the, the marking of the law was always um, to show that they were the people through whom the Messiah would come. And so, for us, the same for us, in the same way, as we keep the law of love that Christ has commanded us to keep, um, that marks us as different. That marks us as unique. That marks us as different from the world in which we live. Uh, we're called to be different. We're called to live with a different ethic, and called to live in a different uh, mentality. Called to live a different purpose. We're called to be different from the world. We are. The law, the law did not save them, but the law marked them, marked them as different. That's part of what our ethics, ethic, ethic and our lifestyle as Christians is. It's not to make us better, not to make us, not to make us seem morally superior, but to mark us as different. To mark us as different. That's the point of all this. Are we different? Are we different from the world we live in? Are we different from the culture we find ourselves in? Are we different from our neighbors? Are we different from um? from all that we see. And it makes me think of, uh, particularly those of us that live in the South, it makes me think of one of my favorite quotes by the Dutch philosopher Søren Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard said the hardest thing to do is to be a Christian in the middle of Christendom. I think sometimes those of us, particularly in the South, when everybody is a Christian, nobody has to act like one. So sometimes for us uh, to really live out our faith means that we even have to be a little bit different from um, you know, uh, cultural Christianity. Um, but have our eyes focused radically upon Jesus and keeping His law and keeping His will, keeping His command above even the religious edicts that we sometimes see. So uh, I guess the thing, with, the thing with it is, is are we are we are we truly following Jesus? Are we truly following His will, His way, and His purpose? Because that's really truly, friends, what it's all about is to be like Him. That's what it's about. So um, let's be different. Let's be different from the world that we find ourselves in. So uh, live differently, live boldly, live for Christ. Hey, love you guys praying for you today. Have an awesome day. I look forward to being back with you for Bible study for reflection tomorrow morning and joining you for Bible study tomorrow night uh, here at St. Matthew's. Have a great day today. Love you. Thanks for watching.